and the business just celebrated 80 years in business. This is a huge accomplishment for a family business. Welcome to our 10 questions with series, where we are going to ask 10 questions to different family businesses. We plan to educate, empower, and inspire your internal entrepreneurial spirit. Join me, Kirsten Taylor-Martin, and my daughter, Angelina Martin, as we uncover the wow factor in each business, and together, we can support our Australian family businesses. So exciting to speak to a third-generation family business and learn how they successfully kept the business in the family. Trudy's so down-to-earth and honest with her stories, as not everything is always easy. (laughs) So today, I'm interviewing Trudy Yip. She is third generation family member of Lum and Co and also the founder of Numeric 8. Welcome, Trudy. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for uh, asking me to join you on this podcast. Well, I'm very excited to have you because, yes, your family business, third generation, uh, has been through quite a lot, but then you're also taking all the lessons for your own business as well. Absolutely. And uh, when, a, when a family business has been going as long as it has, um, the second generation, you know, the dads, there's so much to learn. So I'm going to start, I'm going to, I'm going to, well, I'll interrupt myself before I even start with the first question, but you're celebrating 80 years as a family business this year. Yeah, so we on the 4th of September, uh, we celebrated 80 years and we've got um, the dads that actually still run the business and then uh, the third generation were there to get the dads to celebrate, as you can imagine. Mm. Um, and, then there, and then we had some of the fourth generation there to celebrate. So, yeah, pretty exciting. Very exciting. So why don't you tell me your family business story, including which family members are involved and what are their roles? Yeah, sure. Um, so Yip Lum and Co was registered on the 4th of September 1940 by my grandfather, Henry Lum Yip. Um, he started the business down in the uh, Haymarket back in the day, Haymarket being down towards uh, Central Station around that area. Um, and he started selling potatoes now can i just say potatoes isn't very chinese is it no not at all (laughs) so what he um he was friends with the uh, prime minister billy hughes at the time and also there was a potato controller um board um and the president of that was george Dash, I think his name was, and because he was friends um, with the potato controller board, he decided to sell potatoes. Um, <laughs> so interesting <Stop>. story. <laughs> yes, it was. Anyway, so um, so uh, Henry had eight children. Um, of course, my father being the youngest son in that family of eight children, uh, there was four boys. Uh, so when my grandfather. Um, started the business those four boys went into the business the third son decided to do go and do um his, be in his own business in um pharmaceutical mm-hmm. so he went off and did that and then the three boys went into the business my father uh when he left school he was became an accountant and worked in corporate um, but also his second job was also in the family business so he's always been in contact with that um and then when 
that corporation moved to Melbourne. He decided to work full-time in the family business. So all three brothers um, in the family business. Then 1998, the eldest brother passed away. So two sons still in the business, still own it. Uh, my father, who's 77, 78, um, and my uncle, who's 84. Six days a week, still in it. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. And this is something we see so frequently in family businesses. So how many other family members do they have joining them at this point in time? Yeah, so my uncle has four sons in the business um, and they're actively in the business. They've they've worked in the business since leaving school um, and uh, they range in the ages of 43 to 52 years um, old. So they've been in it a long time considering they went straight into the business after school. Um, and my dad, um, out of all the si- my siblings, there's only myself that is in the family business. And you're doing a little bit like what your dad did and it's like your second job but you're there early in the morning and I think late at night as well, aren't you? Yeah, I'm doing exactly what my dad did. Um, So, yeah, Numericate being, you know, a bookkeeping company. um, So I do that during the day. And on a Sunday night, um, there I am in the markets uh, rolling the roller shutters up, getting the uh, store open. So I'll, yes, I've got my forklift licence. So I (laughs) set the warehouse (laughs) set the warehouse up for the family to start my dad gets in at 11 p.m so basically by the time he gets in the the warehouse is ready for him to roll then I get all the orders out um before I'm ready to go so when the boys come in from between midnight to 2 a.m um they're starting on the front foot on a Monday morning because it is the busiest day in the markets the, the Monday morning is okay. Yeah, yeah. So I used to work in the markets for more, uh, four nights, um, but as Numericate has grown in size, I do a lot of the work remotely now. So I've so taking that step from the uh, from second generation to third generation, there was a little bit of a challenge as far as my dad um, still has the. If you if you've seen them, those big ledger books, Dad still uh, does all his accounting <laughs> through those ledger. Yeah, right. For those ledger books, he still does a lot of the balance sheet and the P and L through that. Then what I've done is um, I created the computer system for all the orders to come through from our customers. So the those orders are coming through um, a platform um, which is market friendly, and so then that turns into a picking slip. Then it turns into an invoice. Now those invoices are then uh, integrated with our well an accounting software, but only that accounting software is is used for AR accounts receivables, and that's yep. that's it basically. Mm-hmm. So. Did your grandfather explain to you his why, why he set up the business? And then I'm also curious, your your father and your uncle's why and your why, are they the same as your grandfather's or has it changed over the years? I think it's changed over the years. I think if I look at my grandfather's why, 
um, Yip Lamanco is actually one of, I think it's about seven companies that he created. So um, just a little bit of history about the name. So our surname is YIP. And if you look at the company name, it's YEP Lum and, and Co. And why you put the E in that is the pronunciation still sounds like Yip, but the spelling of it um, it made it easier to define, to define for the postman and for um, <laughs> <laughs> and for my grandfather to know which entity he was talking about. So um, because my grandfather, um, you know, he he was an entrepreneur and he opened, you know, seven companies to help other new Australians, um, you know, and other family members to start in business in Australia. So he was there. There was a there was a, a cafe in Adelaide that he helped, and there yeah there was many many families that he helped create um, and help um, create businesses for. So his why was I I would be thinking that it's to um, help support the family, but also help other families support themselves um, being there. Whereas, you know, my my uncle and my dad's why would be to hold the legacy, the family legacy of what their dad um, and then mine would be very similar to my dad's being you know the fact that my grandfather worked so hard for what we have um, and the legacy and and the market business itself is an interesting business you know I call it the stock exchange of fruit and veg uh, um, and when you're down there it's got such an interesting vibe and and characters and um you know that you once it's in your blood it's it's there to stay so you know my hours it's quite interesting I don't see it as a job I see it as I'm helping the family and I'm I'm doing this for the family so very different um, approach <laughs> and that's what I find really interesting as well is uh, when you get family businesses into that second and ge third generation it really does become a legacy doesn't it it's not so much a business where your grandfather would have just started it so that he had money for the family and then as the generations roll on it, it does change yeah, yeah. So definitely, um, Dad and my uncle. If you know, uh, being down there six days a week, you know, twelve, fourteen hour days, um, they they're certainly not doing it for the money. They're certainly, you, you know, they're that both dads are self funded. Um, Retire well. I'm going to say retirees because they don't even pull a salary out of the business these days. <laughs> so. there's, not, there's not many self-funded retirees working the hours they're working. That's for sure. That's right. <laughs> so you know they love being on the floor. Some of those customers, you know, they're even second generation. That some of those customers. So they've been trading with the with the family for so long that that the vibe the the friendships they've got down there they love being on the on the on the sales floor um so yeah it, it's more for the love of it absolutely and then when the third generation there is no way that i would be going down there during the, the middle of the night working and having you know driving a forklift um you know if i was doing it as a what i would say as a job oh, <laughs> so, absolutely. especially it'd be, you know, it'd be freezing yeah. in winter too wouldn't it oh yeah you know i've got the michelin jacket the, <laughs> the ear muffs going it, you know i've got my um my boots you know because you're on con concrete floors so seriously you 
you would be I'm only doing it because you know that family yeah that family legacy I'd like to see that the fourth generation you know and we're only 20 years to go to hit that 100 years it's not really that far away oh, so we'll be there before we know it Absolutely. So, <laughs> so but really, I mean, my I've only got uh, one nephew. On you know, my dad's only got one grandson. So I would love to see him take that opportunity and see him be part of the business as well. So he was he was down there celebrating the eighty years. So he's already got a flavour of seeing what what it's like to wear a high vis jacket and um, sit in a in a forklift. I was going <laughs> so. to ask, does he go down and help, or is he too young at the moment? Oh, he's too young. He's only just turning three. Okay. So, but just being down there and seeing the vibe, you know, mm. sit, sitting on a stack of onions that uh, we used to do. You know, I still remember the day that, um, you know, when we used to be down at the Haymarket because we moved over from the Haymarket to Sydney Markets at Flemington back in 1975. And I, I still remember today sitting on the stack of onions and potatoes and watching all the workers and our dads throwing those sacks over their shoulders so, you know, and so I would imagine that, you know, my nephew would be seeing the same thing. He'd be watching, um, you know, the family being on the forklifts and, you know, grand his granddad being on the on the shop floor, the warehouse floor, um, and seeing those customers, you know, that vibe. Mm-hmm. He I'm sure he would be remembering this as well. So I, yeah. I, I did this amazing podcast the other day and uh, it was a mother daughter business and the daughter was only fourteen, but she was talking about uh, they did grow up in a family business and she was saying how much she admired her mother and look looked up to her and wanted to be like her. And it was just such an interesting story to hear from the the young daughter's perspective of what she took mm-hmm. in by being in the business at such a young age, watching what her parents were doing. It was just such a beautiful story and I thought, and that's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, but I also think that, you know, what I think is actually uh, what is actually forgotten is that, um, and I really... I'm, I am so grateful for this. Being a third generation, now when I was, um, like I'm talking eight, seven, eight years old, Saturday mornings my dad used to wake me up and go and work at the markets and it was retail then. I And, you know, that time of the morning, I mean, I think it was about 2.30, I used to have to, to get out of bed, um, you know, and work the whole day and, you know, I'd whinge and carry on and all the rest of it. But really that gave me the foundation of what I know today. So, oh, and, and I'm sure the uh, resilience to do the long hours as well. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I mentioned briefly it was down at the markets, it's a, it's a stock exchange for fruit and veg. Well, having to deal with customers, customer service, dealing with transactions, um, dealing with money, you know, doing the additions and, and doing a transaction with a customer at that age, wow, it, like it, it's taught me so much and, you know, some of these fundamental basics in business that I learned back then, I still practice today. Mm. So I'm so grateful for that. And I think that sometimes, um, you know, we forget that we learn so much as kids and we take it into later life. Yeah. So, So how did 2020 change the business? <laughs> Interesting. Well, I always say that um, food is a, an essential and really with these challenging times, um, if you've got a population of 
five million in the state, for instance, whether they eat at a restaurant or eat at home, they're still going to eat potatoes. So <laughs> nothing much changed as well as, as far as sales for us. It was more the fact of the where were those sales coming from. So being a wholesaler, you know, all the restaurants and cafes, they use providors. So the providors would normally buy from us. And then you've got the independent supermarket. So I'm going to say the swing used to be 60 providors, 60% providors, uh, restaurants and cafes, and 40% supermarkets, independent supermarkets. Now, during um, the last six months of COVID, I'm going to say it's done a, done a, a shift. So As all the independent supermarkets. Ah, uh, that's it. <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> so, yeah, all the independent supermarkets have gone crazy with um, buying lots of hard vegetables and 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 uh, supporting all those yeah master chefs at home. <laughs> so, yeah, that's been and it's been fun because people are exper- experimenting. So, you know, the likes of our gourmet potato ranges. You know, people. Uh, one of them is this. Um, uh, purple bliss potatoes like this intense purple color and people are wanting to experiment with that so you know all these independent supermarkets are wanting to buy more of this because they you know all of a sudden people at home are you know, spending more time behind behind the uh, stove <laughs> <So>. <laughs> they want to add some color to their meals <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah no good fun so, so what family yeah. values do do you does your family believe in and want to ensure that their business portrays yeah um i if you you know if you ever did meet you know the dads they're they're just humble people i mean i suppose it comes from my grandfather very humble man um and the family i think just you know we we treat others like how we like to be treated um so pretty we're pretty down-to-earth family but i think you know integrity um is probably one of the foremost trust and integrity because, you know, you, you can never put a value on that. That well, If you ever lose that in your life, very hard to get that back. Oh, so, yeah, so I think that, um, you know, it's probably one of the strongest values we have in our family is that uh, you treat others like how you like to be treated. Oh, I believe in mm. that as a, as a person, not even just in business. Mm. It's so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you were to give your younger self a tip, what would it be? <laughs> I should also, uh, I'm going to ask this question, then I might even ask you what tip did your, your grandfather used to pass on? <laughs> yeah, um, don't take anything for granted and absolutely listen to the your, you know, your dads or your, the older ones that are in the family. So, you know, what do they say? Use your ears and eyes twice as much as your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that was a lesson that they taught you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just watch, listen and uh, observe. (laughs) Yeah. And And if I... Oh, sorry, keep going. And I was going to say, if I and if I had to, if I had a tip to uh, pass on to the next generation, it would be exactly the same. (laughs) <laughs> yes, absolutely. Keep the, mm. the lessons going down. They don't change the lessons, do they, from generation no, to generation? No, I, I don't think so, no. But, you know, I, I think that the um, – and I can already see it with probably the youngest in the third generation is we've just got to be careful that um, – 
don't make it too easy. You know, um, I think it's very easy for us to give to that that next generation. The you always want to give um, what you didn't have to that next generation, but and that's very easily done. But I think that they've got to have the hard lessons as well. Um, I agree. I think I think that's something where and you know, as a mother, I do it as well. It's you you Mm. want them to have everything you didn't have, Mm. but then they do need Mm. to learn the lessons that you learned as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm sort of quite conscious of that, you know. Even the fourth generation, you know, the the four sons in the other family, and I, the, their children, I've said to them because the eldest one is in year seven now, and I've and I've said to him, you know, you've got to make some sacrifices and some compromises here that you, you know, school sport may have to sit on the side and you have to work in the markets. You you won't be very grateful for it right now, but later in life you will be. Mm, you think <laughs> and, it's later. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and those early mornings, you know, we all did it. Your, <laughs> all your aunts and uncles did it. So you know what? It uh, thickened our skin a little bit in life and, uh, you, you know, some of these things need to be learnt. So um, I, I just have to say to them, suck it up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> You have so, to yeah. be tough to be kind. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. So, yeah. So yeah. do you have a succession plan and do you discuss it with the family for this business? Like obviously the second generation is still there, but for the third generation to run it and to bring the fourth generation in? Yeah. So, the, well, the fourth gener- generation are way too young, too way too young. So the the um, because the two dads still own the business, um, we've done the succession plan already. So we already know um, that's all starting to go into place. That actually took us two years to get that into place because you're, you're talking about so many, you know, you're talking from two dads down to eight children. So you can imagine there was lots of um, toing and froing with stuff, but um, we've managed to lock it down now, um, and 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 that'll just fall into play. Um, we don't know what the third and fourth uh, succession plan will look like at this point. So um, we'll. we'll sort of watch this space I suppose <laughs> yeah, and you're correct we, we say two to five years for a succession plan because mm. if you're going to do it properly well you have to have all the conversations but it's just not going to happen tomorrow either you, it, it takes time yeah and also it's an education piece mm. um, because you know I have to say that I mean, I knew what was going on, but the other guys that um, are privy to a lot of this stuff, because, I mean, I deal with it under New Mary Kate. So, you know, then they're not privy to some of the language and just some of the ideas and um, some of the conversations. So there is a lot of education that goes on uh, along that uh, that process. So, yes, definitely it needs uh, the conversation that needs to be had um, earlier, not later. You don't have to... Um, you know, you can put it in con- into concept um, and then just, just work it through. But, yeah, minimum two years, I'm going to say. Yeah, because, well, <laughs> your, your dad and your uncle have so much experience, so they, they need mm-hmm. to be able to sh- – like they need time to share that and pass that on. And it's it's in the best interest of the next generation to learn as much as they can by, by your dad and uncle's experiences rather than mm. making the mistakes all over again by themselves. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, I, I think in family businesses, um, I think in some cases there's a challenge to get some of that information out of out of that, um, that generation that are still 
um, holding a lot of the information or don't want to let go. They're still controlling it. So um, you just got to do it piece by piece. Yeah, we see that as well. I I think there's two, I think there's a few aspects, but um, that generation don't seem very comfortable with the concept of mentoring. And I think Mm. a little bit of that is maybe they weren't mentored themselves so they don't understand why the next generation needs it. But in that Mm -hmm. time, the business has grown so much that it's in the best interest of the next generation. So we we see that in a lot of family businesses with that generation. Yeah, yeah. And definitely, um, certainly in this family business, um, that control, and still today, still uh, that element of control with Mm. the dads, um, you know, even in their late 70s and 80s. We see that all the time. It is common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so what yeah. is your proudest moment? Um, or I suppose turning eighty. Um, absolutely that's that's I'm so proud to have the dads there to to celebrate it. Um, I have to say I was the one that organized the celebration and uh, they they were just you know, they just turn around. It's just another day. But when the day came around, and I had the big cake, and I had some dignitaries down there, and all the rest of it, and they were presented with a certificate of service from Parliament House, then they realised, well, actually, this is an achievement. And 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 I was to have those family photos. We had a professional photo, photographer down there to have those photos um, taken. You know, I, I was. It, it just it was amazing. Amazing. Wow, that's such a beautiful story. And yeah, mm-hmm. eighty years is no easy feat so you absolutely mm-hmm. have to celebrate it yeah yeah if it was the dad's way they would have just went, oh yeah you know what's all the fuss about <laughs> <laughs> but i'm sure they appreciate it at the end of the day <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> certainly yeah so what are your communication tips uh, how do you ensure that the family's on the on the journey or i, I guess this is more a question how did the third uh, the second generation keep the third generation on the journey uh well interesting if anybody's got some tips they can share it with me (laughs) (laughs) i'm uh they call me the dragon down there so (laughs) i i feel like i'm dictating to the family um and they just sometimes i just go here we here treaty goes again um so i'm open to anybody that can give me some tips um please share (laughs) because at the moment it's i'm just telling them And you know so, what? Yeah. Every, every family business has their challenges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, it's a very male dominant um, space. Um, so you know, and and they don't they don't tend to not to say too much, and I'm probably the loudest out of all of them. So. <laughs> and you also once said to me that the markets themselves, it's predominantly family businesses, and yeah, it's hard mm. for any business to come in now because it's you know such long term family businesses. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, the most of the businesses are in their second generation down there and um, it, it is tends to be very family orientated. So, um, and, and the families all know each other. It's really, it's, it's, it's quite an unusual space to be in. So, yeah, yeah. So, so my last question, I'm going to get you to leave us with an elevator pitch for the business. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> if you're after farm fresh potatoes, onions, ginger, garlic, pumpkin, come and see us at uh, Sydney Markets, the largest um, market in the Southern Hemisphere. 
And it's interesting, in 80 years, you've moved on from just potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the hard vegetables, um, you know, it's, I suppose because it's the storage of how we, how we store stuff um, in the warehouse, it made it easy for the others to come on board and it was just a natural fit. So I always say, you know, when, and I actually done it myself, when you'd make a roast, what is in your roast pan? You know, potatoes, onions, you know, the, the little eschalots, uh, pumpkin you know uh, garlic so (laughs) anything for a roast dinner (laughs) yeah exactly right (laughs) well thank you Trudy so much for your time I really appreciate it pleasure anytime what a great family business story 80 years and third generation these are the success stories we like to share And what I loved was the first generation entered the business to make money, to feed their family. But the second and third generation, it's about continuing the legacy. Terminology and a why we can only ever hear from family business. Trudy also runs her bookkeeping business, Numeric 8. So next time you're making that Sunday roast, make sure you support this amazing family business. And if your business needs help with their bookkeeping, make sure you contact Trudy at Numeric 8. Their contact details can be found in our show notes. So let's get behind these incredible family businesses and make sure they succeed for another 80 years. Thank you for listening to our 10 Questions with series of Keeping It in the Family. Join me, Kirsten Taylor-Martin, and my daughter, Angelina Martin, in supporting these incredible Australian family businesses. If you're a family business or would like to nominate a family business, you can contact us on Keeping in the Family on LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. If you'd like to learn more, you can head to our website, keepinginthefamilypodcasts.com.